Endorsements, we all know that they can make or break a claim, but what are they and how do they work and why do we have them? We're going to be talking about that in three, two, one, play the music. What's up, advocates? I'm Jeremy Lavelle, your commercial claims coach here at Commercial Claims Advocate. And today we're talking about endorsements and how they work and what they do and all of the finer points of, of, of endorsements. Now, we may not dive into actual individual endorsements, but you'll have a general working idea of how they work and where you apply them and how they apply to any given claim. Additional living expenses is one of the most difficult parts of an insurance claim. And the reason is, is it's very high price. And as a public adjuster or contractor, you're already dealing with the negotiating of the build-back process. You don't want to have to deal with ALE as well. Black Diamond Housing Services does all of that. They don't even charge the client. They bill it directly to the insurance company. It's all covered under the ALE coverage. So you need to call Black Diamond if you have a house that has been severely lost, whether it's like severe mold, severe water, fire, anything like that, where they need a place to stay. Call Black Diamond Housing Services and they'll be able to take care of your client from beginning to end. I had been looking for an accountant for years and I was unable to find anybody that I liked, that I worked with, and was able to do what I needed to be done to my taxes and to my accountant. Jeremy David at Noble Wealth has been a godsend to me, my family, and my company. We have saved so much money in taxes I can't even begin to describe, and he knows what he's doing. You need to call Jeremy at Noble Wealth and get yourself the right accountant because he's the man who's going to help you save on taxes. Because ultimately, you don't want to be making money, especially if you're self-employed, and having it all go to the IRS. Call Jeremy, call Noble Wealth, and they will help you tremendously with the entire accounting process and your tax situation from A to Z. First of all, what are they? Simply put, they're basically like amendments. You have a given policy, and they want to change that policy. They may want to do a lot of different things to the policy, and the way that they address that, given the individual circumstances, is through endorsement. The first thing that you need to know is that endorsements can do one of two different things. They're just like God. They can give and they can take away. So endorsements can either add coverage to a policy or they can take or limit coverage from a policy. So if it's adding coverage, you're going to see things that add coverage to a policy like leakage and seepage. They may have a slab endorsement. Um, ordinance in law, often called code upgrade, is also addressed through endorsement. Mold is addressed through endorsement, often when they're trying to expand coverage to include these things. They can also limit coverage. We've all heard of the cosmetic exclusion. Sometimes they have a current, a concurrent causation exclusion. These are also endorsements, metal marring, these sorts of things. These are all endorsements and we have to pay attention to them as we go about working a claim as and, and applying coverage that we believe is warranted in a given loss. The easiest way to tell what an endorsement does, whether it's adding coverage or removing coverage, is there will be a charge for premium most typically if they're adding coverage now common ones like ordinance and law may be built into it but it is still most certainly addressed through the endorsement and how that endorsement works now how do they work now this is really really important now remember i told you they give and they take away so they can expand coverage or they can limit coverage okay but the thing about endorsements is is they typically have to have have some sort of specific set of circumstances. Take, for example, 
um, leakage and seepage. Now, typically, the policy is going to exclude any sort of consistent and ongoing um, water leak that happens within a house. But if you have the, and it, it'll specifically say something along the lines of, we will not cover any sort of um, consistent ongoing leaks and damage that occurs from that, um, resulting from weeks, months, or years. And so what they're going to say is, is we're not going to cover that kind of water damage, but you can bring in a leakage and seepage endorsement and those sorts of things are going to be covered. Often under a leakage and seepage endorsement, you will also see coverage for dry rot, dry rot or wet rot. All of these things are possible. Now, when they take away or limit coverage, again, there has to be a very specific set of circumstances before it can limit coverage, okay? So if you have a metal marring exclusion, okay, you may have a car run into your house and dent a gutter, okay? Well, that is considered metal marring. By definition, that would be considered metal marring. But I would consider it direct physical damage due to the peril of a car running into your gutter now where you'll see the metal marring exclusion often is when you have the specific peril or circumstance of a hailstorm or a windstorm we're not going to cover it if it's this peril but all the other perils will cover it so we have a limitation of coverage based on a specific peril and all of these things have to line up before that endorsement applies so the question is is why in the world do we have endorsements? What is the purpose of that? Well, there are a litany of reasons that we could get into as to why we have endorsements. Number one, if you live in an area that has a exposure to a given peril, often you will see endorsements come in to add the coverage or add the premium to, to increase the coverage for the exposure of a given risk or a given peril. Now, the other reason that they may add it is they would rather just exclude it altogether, but they know that people need to buy coverage for this peril. So this is where they can tack on additional premium and apply coverage in a place where it would not ordinarily be available. Now, all of these things happen within the policy and what we have to do is figure out exactly where it applies and how it applies now the trick is is the endorsement is the thing that i most often see misinterpreted and that is where you want to get your your antennas up and really dig into the policy do not take someone else's definition of what an endorsement does i have seen this happen a lot on things like a matching endorsement where the matching endorsement covers up to a certain limit up to $10,000. And that's important to add endorsements. A lot of times there's caps on them. So don't forget that. So endorsements will also have caps on them, but they'll limit it up to a certain thing. And I have seen carriers trigger this endorsement to get out of the, the possibility of paying for something that would ordinarily be under coverage A or that would need to maintain like kind and quality or maintain indemnity that would that existed prior to to prior to the loss. Let me just give you an example for argument's sake so that you kind of get what I'm talking about. 
Now, when you have a hailstorm, let's say you have a matching endorsement in place, and it's a and it's a shingle or a roofing and siding matching endorsement that is capped at ten thousand dollars. Now, this is important. Okay, so every shingle on that roof is not damaged directly by hail, but a good amount of them are to the point that the whole roof needs to be replaced because the entire roof and the entire roof system is compromised. What you will see is that because all of the shingles aren't damaged and we found undamaged shingles, we are now going to trigger the endorsement for the undamaged portion of the roof and we're going to lid you off at $10,000 and then we'll just pay for the the other shingles under coverage A and it gets you out of out of the entire roof replacement, which is the warranted right repair for that. So you've got to keep your antennas up and make sure that these endorsements are being interpreted properly. And remember this, most of all, if they are charging premium for it, it should not limit coverage. It should extend or expand coverage always. So the three things, how do they, why, what are they? They're simply like amendments. How do they work? Usually they give or they take away. And so we want to watch and see if it's charged for premium. And why do we have that? It's so that they can more monitor given risks or perils for a given location or area. That's just one of the reasons. There's a million others that could possibly be there. I don't pretend to know how they run carriers, but that's pretty much how endorsements work, guys. Thank you so much for giving me your time. I hope this helped. Please, if you have not clicked like or subscribe yet, I want you to do that now. A couple of quick things that I want to remind you of is that the Commercial Claims Advocate is coming back to Dallas on March 3rd, and we are going to be at the same location we were at last year. So guys, keep your eyes peeled for that. They've got an incredible lineup of speakers. I am going to be there. Vince is going to be there and a whole host of other folks. So you don't don't want to miss that. If you like listening to me and you want to hear more of me, I host a weekly podcast called The Rumble on the Pain of the Claim channel. If you like what you heard here, please drop it in the comments below. Guys, thank you so much for your time and I will see you on the next one.